Welcome to the Office Hours Podcast. We believe every Christian adult should be a student of the Bible, literature, and history, and can learn to delight in the process of learning. On this podcast, we will share bite-sized ideas, practical tips, and nuggets of good literature to whet your appetite. In this season of Office Hours, we're talking about reading for real life. My name is Rachel, and I'm here with husband Ryan and friend Erica. Um, Tell us what you're reading. Ryan, you can go first today. Husband Ryan, on deck. Um, I am, uh, I'm working my way through a, uh, it's a kind of a modern classic book of uh, covenant theology. It's by O. Palmer Robins- Robertson called The Christ of the Covenants. And it's uh, it was written in the, uh, the 80s, I believe. And it is uh, just an introduction to the, the nature of the covenant relationship and uh, how and where they appear throughout Scripture and how that relationship is uh, ultimately fulfilled in Christ. Sounds like a really thick book. Is it a really thick book? I mean, it's not, uh, it's, it's like, you know, you're, you're going to read it six pages at a time and then yes. take a nap. Yes. Uh, that kind of thick. It's only maybe, you know, 200, 250 pages. But yeah. yeah. Okay. Every time Ryan reads it, he'll be like, stop what you're doing. Listen to this. And he'll read some well, I'm not the mic drop yeah. moment. And then oh, he'll man. have to close the book and meditate on that. <laughs> take a nap and meditate. Yeah. yeah, that's great. Yeah. Um, I am not reading an overly dense book, but I am really enjoying Watership Down. I know you guys just finished reading it, and uh, I just, I started listening to it. Mm-hmm. It's great. I yeah. Who knew? There was so much to talk about rabbits. Mm. I remember really liking it, and then when Ryan reread it to the kids, I was like... If I like this as oh, much as no. I did the first time, maybe it's oh. like it's like, maybe it's like an atmosphere novel. Yeah, yeah. I I loved it. Yeah. I had uh, I saw the I saw the movie when I was a kid. I don't remember much about it. Apparently, that's a traumatizing movie. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's what that's what people tell me. I oh well, who knew? I don't I don't remember being traumatized oh, by good. it. Yeah, maybe we're just the level of trauma we can handle is like next level. And... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're great at absorbing trauma. <laughs> yeah. Yay us. <laughs> Anyways, so last time we, we talked about reading widely and deeply and we didn't quite make it to frequently. But really all there is to say about that is when I say read frequently, I mean read every day. Um, how do we do that, Rachel? How so do we read today, day? let's talk about how to make reading a habit, a daily habit. So uh, setting goals is a pretty important thing. If you're in your 30s and really adulting hard, you know <laughs> about setting goals. Um, goals only work, though, if they're realistic and challenging. So you have to kind of find that sweet spot. If you're setting a goal that's like read a book once every 10 years, that's not challenging, um, although it might feel realistic to you. So you need to you need to challenge yourself and make sure that you are actually doing the reading. Like War and Peace in a week is probably not a realistic goal. Especially if you're just starting out on this wonderful journey. Yeah, and just finding, you know, looking at the life you actually have, knowing that reading needs to be a part of it, you know, what is realistic? So hopefully some of these, the the rest of what we have to say will help you kind of figure that out. Um, I would start by either setting a page goal. It can be something like two or three pages a day, or you can set a time goal, um, five minutes a day. So your average reading speed might play into this a little bit, but 
starting that small counts. That is actually a really realistic way to make this a daily habit. So you can pick a time of day and often people think about reading right before bed and then never become readers because they're too tired and fall asleep. So maybe right before bed is not the right time to to get your two pages or five minutes in. So think about times like um, when you're making coffee in the morning. Attaching a new habit that you're trying to form to an existing habit is a really helpful way to um, to build a new habit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And actually, just to uh, so just to you guess put some more some more skin on that. Uh, I get so annoyed at how long a toaster takes. Uh, <laughs> So you just, you get your, get yourself a book, put some bread down and stand there and wait for it. You'll, uh, you'll be a lot more cheerful because you've mm-hmm. got something to occupy yourself with for that time. Yeah. I don't know if it was, um, I don't know who it was exactly. It might've been Doug Wilson, but he joked about how if you're the person who's always first in the car while you wait for everybody else to get themselves together and into the car and on their way, just have a book that you keep under the seat of your car mm-hmm. or under the, under the seat of your car, under the seat That's of your, gross. like when you're sitting underneath or wherever, yeah. in your purse or whatever, and, and just pull it out when you know there's going to be a few minutes and then yeah. you're kept from the temptation of sinning by grumbling, <laughs> yeah. but you're also using those few minutes to... Yeah, you know, edify the time. If you're the kind of person who can read on your phone, mm. um, the grocery store line also works. Yes. Um, we are going to have a whole episode mm-hmm. of how, uh, what to read when shortly. Yep. But, yep. Um, yeah. But there are some bits. Yeah. And for sure, listening to books mm-hmm. absolutely counts. So if it, you know, if you're listening. And we'll have an episode the... on that too, right? Oh, yes. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, if you are the kind of person who sits in the car, um, or if you're the kind of person like me who drives my kids around mm-hmm. um, a lot, listening to audiobooks, mm-hmm. finding those little gaps in your day to add your two minutes. Um, you can stand up if your if your reading goal is two pages. Stand up and read, and then go to bed. <laughs> if yeah, it, that if that'll be, keep yeah. you from falling asleep. The other thing about any sort of habit building is to remove friction. So that means putting the books where you're going to read them. Um, so like right by the toaster, by the toaster, on top of the toaster. So you have to pick yeah. up the book. Yeah. Um, or the microwave. That's another tool. Yeah, yeah, in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. yeah. Have to wait. Microwave. For. Yeah. yeah. Um. I'm trying to think of other places to leave books. Well, books if you if you know that you are going to, if you have a few minutes after lunch and you've got a chair that you know you really like, make mm-hmm. sure the light's good there. Make sure you've got a pencil handy and put your book on the chair. So it's, yeah. it's kind of inviting. Yeah. Other ways of removing friction would be, you know, if your plan is I'm going to wake up five minutes earlier and I'm going to read for those first five minutes. You know, if it's, if you hate being cold when you're tired first thing in the morning, have a blanket that you really like. And your slippers right there. Your slippers right there. Good lighting removes so much friction. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have a good light by the place that you plan to read. Um, don't make it too cozy though, because then you'll fall asleep, asleep again. <laughs> um, things like habit trackers when you're first starting is really helpful. If you read your two pages or for your five minutes and then you immediately go to the fridge and give yourself a check mark, it is, it might seem silly. It is absolutely a grown up sticker chart. That's okay. It's so satisfying. Though, it's so satisfying. Yeah. I mean, I, I, and along with moving the, 
removing friction slash rewards. Mm -hmm. You know, if as soon as I'm done my reading, I'm going to go have my coffee. That's allowed too. Or maybe Uh, you're pairing your coffee reading in the morning with mm -hmm. five minutes or 10 minutes of reading. Yeah. Um, If you, if post-it notes work for you, you can stick a post-it note to the coffee maker that says read your pages or whatever. Turn an alarm on on your phone if you know you've got that, you know, you take a break for lunch around one. For the first five minutes of your break before you leave your desk, have an alarm set, goes off at one, lunch break, remember to read, read your five you know, five minutes, then go have lunch. And leave your book mm-hmm. right by your keyboard yeah. so it's right yeah. there. Yeah. And I don't, uh, I don't do this as much anymore, but in uh, a few, few years ago when Goodreads was, uh, I was using Goodreads a lot. Uh, it's an app or website. And we're going to talk about it in a second, actually. Oh, yeah. Okay. Anyway. So keep going. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> so just, uh, to do all of those things digitally, uh, with Goodreads, you can update page count of, mm. uh, of what you've mm. read. And oh, that's, yeah. that is so satisfying to me to, uh, yeah. to certain type of mindset. It's like I've read, you know, you can even toggle it between page count or percentage. Mm-hmm. I find percentage very so satisfying. So percentage is yeah. very satisfying. Mm-hmm. I was at 27%. Now I'm at 31%. Right. Right. A. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, tried to do that and, and then, uh, because I was listening so much, it was really hard for me to figure out the percentage or something happened where keeping track that way stopped being a reward and mm-hmm. started being a job yep. and a hindrance. Mm-hmm. So for me, the little check mark is much more, but whatever works. This actually works really well for Bible reading when I was first yeah. being really particular about getting this habit I used Goodreads to keep track of the percentage because it was using you version and you version will tell you how much how much percent what percentage you are in your plan and Mm. I was reading on a whole bible plan so I just looked at the percentage and then I filled it in on goodreads and it was just really neat to see that that bar Mm -hmm. fill up more and more it was just very moorish of this reading this new reading habit yeah and again with all habits um one of the most significant things for you to actually make this a lifetime habit is that you need to know mentally and be prepared that when you fail, not if, not if, when you fail, you're going to keep going, shake it off, come back to it tomorrow. Um, and that ability to do that is, is the difference between somebody who's constantly trying to make a new habit and failing for real and somebody who actually, you know, three years from now has read 150 books. And it's an ingrained part of their mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I with setting goals, um, it is really helpful to um, pick a number of books that you would like to try to read this year. So I would say an adult who is chipping away a couple pages a day at a book, like if, if that habit, um, as that habit grows – your desire to read more should also grow. Um, and it won't be long and you you can easily read 10 books a year. Oh, yeah. You know, or more. Um, so using, keeping track of what you read, like Ryan said, Goodreads, um, I use that. It's, it's really helpful to have that community. Um, and that's another way to really ingrain a habit is to share it with a community, talk about what you're reading, see what your friends are reading, get recommendations yeah. from them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's always helpful to have friends who you trust, 
who you can get recommendations from. I have an uncle who has this massive spreadsheet with all the things, all that he's read for, and he reads so much. So it's really great because I can go to him and say, I need a new sci-fi novel. And he'll send me that part of a spreadsheet. <laughs> um, I, when I first started reading seriously again, um, I used a notebook and I wrote it down manually. Um, I use that same thing, uh, the notes app on my phone. There you go. Yeah. And it's very cool to see the list as it grows. And then you get yeah. to the end of the year and like, I read this many books. Yeah. It's just really, yeah. Really good, Goodreads is, is great just because it does all the work yes. for you yeah. and you can easily go back and see. And, you know, it's that shareable community thing. But really, however you need to, keeping track, again, it's that seeing the, the slow and steady progress that's really encouraging. Um. Yeah, so then another another aspect is to kind of decide how you're going to do this. Are you going to read one book at a time and just read that? And that's a very valid way to read books. Totally valid. Or are you going to have multiple books on the go? So if you are Ryan Aris, you have about 35 books by your bedside table and you claim you're reading them all at the same time, but in actual are, fact, <laughs> the ones that you are picking up like... I don't know, at least once a fortnight, shall we say? I would say those are the ones you're actually reading. The book that you haven't picked up in six months doesn't count. It's just, I don't know, Oops. part of the stack. It's making the other books easier to reach. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> books are so valuable. Um, but you can do that. You can have, uh, for a long time, uh, Ryan and I would read On the Drive to Church. So we had one book that we were reading together. The only time we really read it was on the drive to, and to and from church. And you left it in the car, so that was right And I stayed there. in the car. Yeah. And we ruined the binding that way. But it was cheap oh, binding. Well. It wasn't our fault. But Books the point is, used. yeah, there the book lived in the car all winter. And we would read, you know, five pages on the way to church, a couple pages on the way home. Um... I have books that I'm only reading with the boys mm -hmm. and we have a book that we're reading with all the kids in the evening and then I have a fun book and I have a more serious book. I tend to have one audio book, one serious book and one sort of easy book. Um, I would say with all this habit sort of thing, make some decisions um, about how you're going to do it. Maybe you're starting off, you decide it's going to be two pages. I'm going to try to do it first thing in the morning, and I'm only going to read this book until I'm done. Make those decisions once, and then really try to stick with that for two weeks. If it's not working after that, switch things up a little bit. Find another time, whatever. But if you just stick to the plan pretty religiously for two weeks, that's really going to help it stick and you're gonna find where it needs to be tweaked when you do yeah. it that long yeah for sure and it's um it's supposed to be fun yeah <laughs> like this is your it, it is hard it will get easier your reading comprehension and your ease of reading is going to get better so you, faster than you think too yeah for truthfully. sure but you just really have to believe that though those bite-sized chunks of reading actually add up it yeah, really do does value. matter mm -hmm. <laughs> all right that's the bell time to go back to real life mm -hmm.